Well, my next uh, two guests are coming to Northampton this uh, this week. They're here for the Lord Lieutenant's Leaders Forum on um, Thursday, the 2nd of November, but uh, just delighted really before coming to have the chance for a quick chat. And the first of the two keynote speakers on that night is Dr. Roger Barker, who is the Director of Policy and Governance at the Institute of Directors based in Palmal in London. Roger, welcome to the show and thank you very much for agreeing to come to uh, to Northamptonshire for Thursday's event. Um, just perhaps start by telling us a little bit about the Institute of Directors. Yes, certainly, Adrian. Well, um, the Institute of Directors is the UK's oldest um, association for business leaders. We have about 20,000 individual uh, members um, and we operate on the basis of a royal charter. Um, and that royal charter mandates us to promote, promote responsible business, enterprise and good corporate governance. So I'm looking really looking forward to talking about some of those topics when I visit Northampton uh, later in the week. Now, your role as director of policy and governance, then, basically, you are speaking for businesses uh, on behalf of businesses to government. Is that right? Pretty much every week, if I understand correctly. Well, that's right. I mean, we're trying to influence government policy in a direction which encourages enterprise and and also uh, responsible business, which which actually makes the business environment a positive one for company directors and business leaders. And that involves talking to politicians, to ministers and to government officials, um, but also really uh, speaking a lot to our members, you know, because we, we have to really have our finger on the pulse of what IOD members are looking for government to do. What are the, the, their current concerns? What are the challenges which they're facing so that we can really get that message across to government and exert the right sort of influence? And do they listen? Um, sometimes they listen. Um, you know, the, the, this seems to go in cycles. There have been certain periods where, quite famously, uh, the government hasn't been very enamoured in listening to, to business um, lobbying or business ideas. Um, at the moment, they, they seem to be listening reasonably. Um, of course, there are many other pressures on government at the current time. Um, the opposition, the potential government, seem very uh, attuned uh, to the business perspective at the moment, which is good. Whether that will, will continue, uh, you know, post any election, we'll have to have to wait and see. Uh, but yeah, on the whole, um, there's a reasonable degree of attention, I think, which you, which is paid to to business perspectives. Hopefully, some action as well. Now, when we say you talk to government. What does that mean? The prime minister, the minister for business? I mean, who, who or how do you engage with government? Well, we engage with government at different levels. Um, our director general, Jonathan Geldart, has a regular meeting with the Secretary of State for Business. And he quite often also uh, meets with the Chancellor of the Exchequer, very occasionally the prime minister. Um, I'm typically, as director of policy, I'm typically typically engaging more with uh, ministers and with members of parliament and senior officials in the various government uh, departments. But round, round the country, in our, our branch and regional network of the IOD, um, and also in the devolved nations as well, we have um, uh, members of the IOD and senior, um, senior members of the IOD team 
who are engaging with uh, political leaders at a, a more local level. You know, we're trying to also influence what Holyrood is, is doing in Scotland. Um, mm. And also with the mayoral um, uh, uh, legislatures and, uh, and leaders around the country. OK, now you talk about the membership, 20,000, that you need to listen to them. Is it the company that's a member or the individual? No, it's very much the individual uh, that's a member. We don't actually have companies that are members of the IOD. You know, sometimes we might have a complete board of directors that collectively uh, joins the IOD, but it's very much focused on the individual business leader. How can we support and how can we nurture and develop uh, the individual director in being the best possible director? Yeah, well, we'll come on to sort of better business or the responsibilities of directors in a second. But um, there are several bodies um, that you can join, right, representing businesses, either the business joins or the individual. Um, you know, what would you say is the IOD's particular market segment? Large business, small business, medium sized businesses? Well, if you if you look at the membership of the IOD, we have directors from all kinds of organizations, from the largest private sector company to, to to small companies. And also we have um, directors and board members from the from public sector and not-for-profit sector entities as well. But if you were to say to me, where is the, the, the kind of the, the peak of the distribution, so to speak, in terms of um, type of company, I would say it's more in the, mid, the middle market, sort of medium-sized corporate entities in the UK. And we, we ensure, therefore, that we place a special focus on on that type of company, the sort of challenges, the sort of concerns that, that they have. And we make sure that, that their perspectives are communicated to government. OK, so the sort of so-called Mittelstand, to use the German phrase. Yes. Now, obviously, we're all saddened by the events at the CBI um, in the last few months. Um, has this had a you know an impact on, on the Institute of Directors? Are they back in action? Do you work closely with the CBI, who, in theory, I think, represent the largest organisations? Is that right? Yes. Well, before all this happened, we we did work very closely with them, and I really do hope that they um, they're able to get themselves back into their previous role. And I've, I'm I'm pretty confident that that will will be possible. Uh, yeah, because we we generally speaking meet join them in, in meeting with governments um, along with some other business organisations who represent different segments, as it were, of the business system, like like the Federation of Small Businesses, for example. Um, and often when we speak together on particular issues, we uh, you know it's it's a more powerful voice to government. But I suppose that our our particular focus, which maybe other business organisations are, are, are less focused on, relates to governance. Uh, you know, specifically relates to the role of the director, as you, as you might expect. I mean, probably the key role of any director is is to deliver good governance for their organisation, um, and that's what we're all about. Especially in terms of our our training activity. We, we run a lot of courses and we have a professional qualification called the Chartered Director Qualification for directors, for people serving as directors, um, to try and give them the specific skills and expertise that they need to fulfill that role, which is something rather different from being a senior executive or, or a senior manager. Mm. No, very much so. And is that a fast-changing space then in terms of getting good governance? I mean, we've had the Cadbury Code for some for many years you know is there a lot of movement in this space there is i think 
you know, what is expected in terms of good governance has changed a lot, even in the last five or six years. Um, you know, governance has become much more considered as part of this concept of ESG, environmental, social and, and governance. Um, and I think it, it's just perhaps requiring directors to take a much wider view of their role and to think about issues which perhaps were not the normal um, meat and drink of, of board level discussions to 10, 10 years ago. And I'm particularly thinking about things such as how we decarbonize the economy, how, how do individual businesses address climate change? Um, how do they take a kind of broader, more stakeholder-oriented approach to their business? You know, yes, of course, every business needs to generate a profit um, and be financially viable. But, you know, what beyond that is the purpose of your organisation? How do you rally together your stakeholders, your employees um, and everyone else associated with your company to do, you know, to do a really good job um, and to actually, you know, fulfill a bigger purpose for, for the company. Well, certainly music to my ears. And I have to declare that I am a member of the IOD and I do sit on the um, Leicestershire and Southeast Midlands board and have a role, beautiful role as an ambassador for corporate social responsibility and ESG. So uh, that is a drum that I certainly bang. And I know the Institute of Directors is banging. Would you say we have good management in depth in the UK or is there still you know, room for improvement? I think there's, there's, there is still room for a lot of improvement. I mean, over the last six or seven years, we've had our share of corporate scandals and problems. Um, I'm sure many people will be aware of what happened at Carillion and BHS and, and some other companies Um which I suppose reveals some of the some of the weak spots in our, in our governance uh, system and our, and our business system. So there's there's still further to go. I, I mean, in, just more generally, though, I think uh, you know, we we need to focus on how we can get UK business to innovate as much as possible. You know, there are we've got we're up against a lot of global competition, not least from from the United States and from China and from from um, from the EU. Um, so, you know, getting that governance right, getting the quality of of management right is is incredibly important. And uh, there's, there's still more to do. So plenty of benefits of being a member, um, training and education, obviously a lot of resources available. Where would you direct people who might be interested? They may be a director of a small or medium or large business indeed, and perhaps they haven't had a close look at the IOD recently. What's the website, Roger? And uh, what what else would you say in terms of you know a short sales pitch? Yes, well, the website is www.iod.com. Uh, when you join the IOD, you can start connecting with other directors in a couple of main ways. I mean, one is in your local region, your local area. You, you mentioned Adrian that you're 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 very much involved in. Um, that in, in your part of the world. You can also connect with members through what we describe as, as special interest groups, which have a sectoral focus or, or, or bring together directors who are interested in a particular type of issue like international trade or Africa or um, um, the financial industry or whatever it might be. Um, mm. So th these are great ways of getting together with with 
your peers, people that's in similar jobs at a similar similar level um, around the country. The other way, of course, to really engage with the IED is through its training and professional development. And that, I mean, that's a, a, a real raison d'etre, I think, for the IED's existence. And we have something, a qualification called the Certificate in Company Direction, which covers a range of key areas from a board level perspective, governance, strategy, finance, leadership. Um, and that ultimately uh, leads up to our, our most high level uh, qualification, which is the Chartered Director designation, which ultimately you can achieve if you go through that process and you have a certain amount of experience as a company director. And really, I would encourage anyone really to begin that journey. Um, so th I think there's a, there's a there's a terrific amount there which uh, the IOD can offer directors. And on top of that, we can also speak for you as we've been talking um the iod is trying to influence government policy and we, we want to involve our members in that so we can speak out on your behalf uh, to help shape the business environment excellent well you do the finger on the pulse i think a survey right regular survey to get uh, gauge the the views of members which yes absolutely every month it's called our policy voice survey and every iod member is invited to take part and of course, we you haven't mentioned, but in Palm Isle, there's a wonderful building there, which uh, members are able to use for meetings or uh, have a nice lunch. Beautiful old grand place, isn't it? Fair play. <laughs> It is. It's, it's an amazing place. It's very striking as you come down Pall Mall, even in comparison with the other grand buildings uh, on that, that that famous street. But uh, but we also have hubs, of course, around the country. Um, so there are. It, it's not just Pall Mall, but de <clears throat> definitely. I mean, everyone should make use of that of that building when they're in uh, London. Absolutely. Well, if you'd like to find out more, it's on iod.com, iod.com. Plenty of information there. I'm um, talking about hubs. We have opened a new hub for IOD members in Northampton in the Vulcan Works, which is very close to the university, right in the heart of town. And I understand that is being used, I'm pleased to say, by members. Um, but uh, yeah, find out more, iod.com. Of course, you can always write to me, adrian.price, P-R-Y-C-E at northampton.ac.uk. And we always welcome interest from people interested in being a member. Just to end, Roger, uh, before we talk to uh, my next guest, um, on Thursday, you're coming to give this talk to the Lord Lieutenant's Leaders Forum. Um, yeah, looking forward to any expectations from, from the evening? Well, I'm looking forward to to engaging with the audience and really understanding what their concerns and priorities are. And I'm just I'm actually going to pose to the question to them: What areas of government policy should an organisation like the IOD really be focusing on? You know, what really matters to business at the current time. But I'm also looking forward to discussing with them some of our other key initiatives. Uh, we, we, we just recently launched um, an initiative to develop a code of conduct for directors. Um, we've established a commission to, to look at that issue. So very interested to get some feedback from the audience uh, about what they think should be in a code of conduct for directors. Excellent. Well, it promises to be an excellent um, evening, uh, informative, entertaining, hopefully thought-provoking as well. So perhaps next week I can report back on what happened. But uh, for now, Dr. Roger Barker, um, Director of Policy and Governance at the Institute of Directors, thank you very much for taking the time and trouble in a busy schedule to come and talk to us. Keep safe, keep well, and keep up the great work.